a very good day to you. My name is Apostle Timmy Evans, the Senior Pastor of Grace Grand Christian Center, Accra, Ghana. You have come to the hub of spiritual upliftment, where your spirit and your soul will be lifted with undiluted word of God and spirit-filled worship. Continue to listen to enjoy today's episode. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the grace which you have made available unto us. This is a new day. It is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory. This is a new week. It is a new week of favor. It is a new week of grace. It is a new week of power. Be thy exalted ancient of days in the precious name of Jesus. We honor you. We lift you up. We adore you. We declare you are God. We declare there is none like you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Lift up your voice and begin to appreciate the name of the Lord this morning. Say, Lord, I thank you for the grace and the privilege you have given unto me for your outstretched arm, for your blessing, and for your favor. You are glorious in all your dealings towards me. Your mercy and your faithfulness endures forever. Declare with me this morning, I claim all the good things which God has revealed to me in my dreams. All the good things which the Lord had revealed to me in my dreams. I claim them in the mighty name of Jesus. Every good thing I have seen, every miracle I have received, every angelic visitation I have received in my dream, I claim the manifestation in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You are going to lay your hand, your right hand upon your head and you are going to be de- begin to declare that in the name of Jesus, every demonic deposit in my life through the dreams be uprooted in the mighty name of Jesus. All demonic deposits through dream into my life be uprooted in the mighty name of Jesus. O Lord, arise, begin to perform surgical operations upon me perform spiritual surgical operations upon me and remove every deposit of the enemy in my system in the mighty name of jesus whatever it is that is moving around in my body moving around in my tummy moving around in my back i silence them in the mighty name of jesus i cast them out of my body I cast them out of my system in the mighty name of Jesus. Declare, I arrest every spiritual attacker 
assigned over the affairs of my life in the mighty name of Jesus. By the power in the name of Jesus, I take authority and I retrieve everything the enemy has stolen from me through my dreams. I pursue, I overtake, and I recover all in the mighty name of Jesus. Declare it. All spiritual loads and burdens placed upon me in the realms of the spirit, I reject them in the mighty name of Jesus. I reject them in the mighty name of Jesus. I reject evil loads. I reject evil burdens in the name of Jesus Christ. I release the fire of the Holy Ghost upon my system to purge my intestine and my blood from all satanic foods and injections that have been forcefully given to me in my dreams in the mighty name of Jesus. By the power in the name of Jesus, I disband all the hosts of darkness that is at work in my life in Jesus' name. I begin to drink the blood of Jesus. I drink the blood of Jesus. And by the blood of Jesus, I neutralize every works of the enemy. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Today, I'm going to be discussing the series. I'm going to be discussing a lot of things about the story of two boys in the Bible. The story of two boys in the Bible. These two boys, they were twins. They came from the same womb. We are going to be examining some of the important events that took place in their lives. What are some of the lessons we can learn from the life of two boys, these two boys from the book of Genesis? Why did God choose Jacob and rejected Esau? What was the effect of their awareness that God doesn't want him upon his life? Can we blame God for rejecting Esau? Can we blame Jacob or Rebecca for playing smart on Esau? How can we bring this event in the life of these two boys in these Bible passages into our present days are our parents making the same mistake that Rebecca made is there any thing we can do to prevent this from happening in our days because as a matter of fact it's already happening it's happening we have seen many parents making their choice of who is the favorite among their children and we can understand and see the psychological effect on the child that 
the parents did not choose as their own. There is always war in the family. So I'll be discussing this for the next few days. And I just want us to examine the thing together. Let's see how we can be blessed in this claim the day. I want to turn your Bible with me to the book of Genesis chapter 27. That's where we are starting from. Genesis chapter 27. I'm going to read from verse 1. We are looking at a spectacular event that took place in the life of Esau. How that spectacular event changed his entire life, his future, and how that spectacular event brought resentment into the heart of Esau against Jacob. And what we can see today, how that resentment is still very much present between the descendants of Esau and the descendants of Jacob till date. Verse 1 And it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau his eldest son and said unto him, My son, Behold now, I am old. Behold now, I am old, and I know not the days of my death. Now therefore take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver, and thy bow, and go out to the field, and take me some venison, and make me savory meat, such as I love. And bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die. And Rebekah heard when Isaac spake to Esau his son. And Esau went to the field to, to hunt for venison and to bring it. And Rebekah spake unto Jacob, a son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau thy brother. Now, what was going on here? From what we have read, we see that Esau happened to be the favorite son of Isaac, while Jacob is the favorite son of Rebekah, their mom. Don't forget, the two of them were twins. They came out from the same womb. What contributed to Rebecca making Jacob a, a favorite. And why did Isaac choose Esau as his favorite? Before the two of them were born, there was a prophecy about the two of them. An angel of God appeared, and the angel of God spoke to Rebecca how the elders will serve the youngest. When Jacob came out, first Esau came out and Jacob came out holding the leg of Esau. And then they named Jacob based on that event. 
to be able to identify the two of them. You know, when we have twins, in our days, there is a way we, the parents, we identify the both of them. Then they give them a name that would differentiate the two of them. Let's continue. Rebecca spake unto Jacob, a son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau, thy brother, saying, Bring me venison and make me savory meat, that I may eat and bless thee before my death. Now, this is the advice of Rebekah to a favorite son, Jacob. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Go now to the flock and fetch me from thence two good kids of the goats, and I will make this savory meat for thy father such as he loveth, and thou shalt bring it to thy father, that he may eat, that he may bless thee before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, Behold, Esau my brother is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. My father peradventure will fill me, and I shall seem to him as a deceiver, and I shall bring a curse upon me, and not a blessing. Now what happened here is that it means that Jacob knew that what his mom was advising him to do was a very dangerous thing. And he probably did not want to do it, but his mother went ahead and convinced him. Why was Rebecca bent on stealing the blessing that belongs to Esau? In the land of Israel, as at that time, they were not calling, they were not called Israel by then, but they were descendants of Abraham. There is a culture of the father transferring the anointing of blessing upon the first son. The first son inherits everything the father owns according to the culture. And I think this culture is also borrowed in many African nations. While the first son is alive, there is no way the junior son can become a king if their father passes. Rebecca was aware of this. Rebecca knew that that last day blessing of a father carries heavy weight in determining how far the son can go in life when the father is no more. So she manipulated a way and taught a son to steal the blessing of his brother. And his mother said unto him, verse 13, Upon me be thy curse, my son. Only obey my voice and go fetch me them. And he went and fetched and brought them to his mother. And his mother made savory meat such as his father loved. And Rebekah took goodly raiment of her eldest son, Esau, which were with her, with her in, the, in the house. 
and put them upon Jacob, a younger son. And she put the skin of the kids of the goat upon his hands and upon the smooth of his neck. And she gave the savory meat and the bread which she prepared into the hands of her son. I stopped my reading here today. Now, we are going to dwell within this Bible passage I just read today. We can clearly see that Rebecca had no interest in the well-being of Esau. And we can clearly see that Rebecca was solely interested in the well-being and in the fulfillment of God's blessing upon the life of Jacob because Jacob was a favorite. Earlier, I, I stated some of the reasons why Jacob was a favorite. Number one, it is because of the prophecy a decision to choose Jacob to steal the blessing of his brother may have been informed or inspired by the prophecy she received from the angel about the fact that the younger will become the eldest the younger will carry the blessing will carry the grace will carry the anointing But God didn't need her to take any step. God did not need her to take any step. God didn't need her to manipulate anything. The fact is that whether Esau received a blessing from the Father or not, the purpose of God for Jacob who still have come to pass there is no need to get involved in trying to assist God in the fulfillment of the prophecies or whatever we hear about the promises of God over the life of our kids over the life of our children or even over the life of our spouses this goes beyond mother and child it goes beyond husband and wife. Another reason that Jacob was actually chosen by his mom could also be because Jacob was a homely person who is always there to assist his mom. He was very homely. He helps the mother to do her chores. He's always with the mother in the kitchen. He doesn't like going to the field. He doesn't like going to the farm. He doesn't lead the sheep to the pasture. He stays at home to help the mother. And then we see that Jacob is always at home with the mom. But Esau is constantly on the feed, whether he's hunting or he's doing something on the feed. One of the reasons why the father loved him. Now, what lesson can we pick from today? We need to understand that a lot of parents has made this same grievous mistake by choosing favorites among their children. 
if God wants you to have a favorite child, He will not give you more than one child. So that the two of you can just love that child. There is a popular saying that say that parents, though they have one heart, but they can divide that heart and accommodate all their children and give them equal love. It is very, very possible. Because the problem here is that there has been so many people who had been a victim of this treatment from their parents and the psychological effect of this thing is usually very enormous some father will point blank tell their other children how useless they are they can easily compare child a to child b maybe in terms of academy the first child doesn't do well and then the second child she's very good in school she's very smart when it comes to mathematics her score is usually very encouraging whereas the first daughter or the first son he doesn't know mathematics and the parent is also trying their best to force him to do mathematics to to do science but he doesn't know how to his brain his mind is not wired to do mathematics so many parents continue to try their best to force their 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 will and their desire on their children and the child who follows the will of the father without questioning becomes the favorite of the father and the one who follows the will of the mother without questioning becomes the favorite of the mother this is a great mistake that people are making creating enmity within the sphere of the family i know this is a very sensitive topic that's why i'm going to take my time to speak about it and see how we can put an end to this thing and the effect that it brings i have seen many children who i encounter personally who have serious hatred for their parents who have serious hatred for their siblings i remember some time ago an elder sister was going everywhere to try as much as possible to eliminate the younger sister through diabolical means so i asked what was the reason is because when the father was dying the father willed everything to the younger sister because the younger sister was his favorite parent should never choose a favorite between their child every child deserves to be loved equally every child deserves to be loved equally it is the will of god for you to have four kids and you have those four kids you are supposed to love them you are supposed to treat them you are supposed to provide for them equally it's the will of god for you to provide for them equally as a matter of fact if any of your child becomes wayward or be- they failed in life because you did not choose them as your favorite god is going to ask you 
parent needs to understand that every child that God is giving to us, they are blessing. And we must strive within our strength to love them equally without favoritism, without choosing any of them as our favorite. This was actually the genesis of the problem of Esau and Jacob. Jacob had this mind of manipulating things and he knew that he could always get away with it because he had the support of his mom. The young man started manipulating things when one day Esau was very hungry and he came home. Jacob was cooking. We saw in that passage that even cooking in the house was also separated and Esau was singled out of the house because if cooking wasn't separated and Esau wasn't singled out there is no way Esau would desperately be begging for the food Jacob was cooking and there would never be a way for Jacob to manipulate him to giving him his birthright. This is the foundation of the life of every child, family. When the fabric of love in the family collapses, it opens the door for the devil to bring the future of that family into problem. Even though this family were chosen by God and God loves the family, it was never the will of God for hatred to breed between two brothers who shared the same umbilical cord. It all started by Rebecca, who sort of create segmentation. Segmentation in the family is a huge contributing factor to the psychological problem that a lot of children have today. Segmentation is the root cause of hatred that many children had towards their parents. And because of this segmentation, many children grow up to become bad people in the society. The first place where a child should receive complete validation is from the family. If you are satisfied with the attention, the validation, the love, the affection that your parent gives you without segregation, without segmentation, there is no way you will be looking out for acceptance, looking out for attention and love from outside at a young age, which then will lead you into the problem of either getting raped, getting molested, getting rejected by people. If you have that sense of worthiness, that sense of worth, segmentations and separation 
in the family left many children with a sense of rejection and their sense of worth is constantly being questioned in their subconscious mind. It is never the will of God for any child to feel like his or her parent did not love him. The root cause of the societal issues we have today does not even begin from the church. It starts from the family. It starts with the family. And it is my prayer today that we, these generations that are now getting married and settling down, giving birth to our own children, we will not continue with the same errors of our parents or of our predecessors. A child deserves the love of both parents. Every child deserves the love of both parents. There should never be a sense of segregation or discrimination within the family circle. Every child must have equal love between both parents. We also see the same thing among our grandparents where our grandparents will also choose one child. Anytime we go home to visit our grandparents, they carry the child on their lap, they play, they give the child beautiful toys, beautiful things, and the other child is left to play alone. She's left to behave alone, and when the child gets angry, they easily labor the child to be possessed with evil spirits. Some of our grandparents will even carry the child to go and see prophets and pastors who will then compound the issue by telling the parent that the child has evil spirit in her. That is why she's behaving the way she's behaving. To the child for deliverance. Many children have been brought for deliverance at my place. By the time I examine the whole thing, it is just an issue of the child being angry for not being loved. There are many adult children today who still carry the pain of their childhood. They still carry the the memory, the negative memory of their childhood. And because of that childhood memories, a lot of these people are not able to live their life to the fullest. Because something that you have to understand is that memories are something that you can't really you can't really deal with you can't really you, you can't really erase stays there it takes conscious efforts forgiving those who hurt us looking beyond their errors having that sense of what believing in ourselves and trusting that god loves us irrespective of whatever happened in our childhood it takes that conscious effort for you to be able to overcome whatever treatment you you were you were given to while growing up as a child the society needs love the family needs to be a place where love comes from if you don't want to love me why did you bring me to the world if you know I'm not going to be your favorite why did you bring me to the world and no parent should ever make 
their children feel so worthless about themselves that you as a father you traveled you traveled you are coming back home and you could you 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 could only remember to buy toy for your favorite daughter and then you you open the bag of the gift that you bought and you give the first toy to your daughter when it comes to the turn of your son you are telling him oh sorry i didn't see anything to buy from for you though you may you may look at them as children but it has negative effect on their psychological build-up. as a mother you should never go to the market and buy things for only one of your child and say oh I got to the market by the time I wanted to buy every other thing the money got finished you are injuring the mind the soul of your children no matter what it is whatever you want to buy make sure you have equal purchase for your children if you have four children and the money you have is not enough to buy all of them plenty thing it is better for you to buy few things for them and each of them have something that they are holding oh daddy bought this for me daddy bought this for us this is the toy that daddy bought for us this is the snack that daddy bought for us it is us it's not me in the family there's nothing like i in the family the family is supposed to exist as one because by doing that as parents we are creating enmity between our children without knowing no parent should have favorite irrespective of abilities or talents or how obedient our our children may be to us how stubborn may be they may be you must treat them equally must treat them equally we can then build a generation of people that are what that are that are, that, that, that have self-worth and that they are better than us they're better than us generation of people who boys outside cannot easily deceive with the word i love you there are some children once a stranger tells them i love you then they begin to blush they consider the word i love you to be so powerful and sacred because they've never heard it before they never heard it in the in the house before the father never told them the mother never told them you as a mother tell your children how you feel about them you as a father tell your children how you feel about them let them be treated equally you have to treat them equally you have to treat them equally you have to treat them equally that is why god gave them to you and i've you are listening to me you have been segregated and segmented in your family you were always the victim of punishment when the favorite of the house does something you are the one that get punished instead of punishing the one who does something they will not punish him because he's the favorite they will blame you why did you allow him to do that then they will punish you for allowing him to put his hand on fire 
for allowing him to destroy the TV button, for allowing him to try to light the gas, he will beat you. I want you to know that your parent loves loved you, they loves you. It's just that they do not have enough knowledge on how to express their love towards you. I'm not saying that your parents are bad people. Sometimes, out of our own negligence, we tend to overdo things or underdo things. Understand that your parent loves you and you should not continue to carry the pain of whatever it is that you went through while growing up. I'd love to continue to talk about this today, but time is currently against me. By the grace of God, I will continue tomorrow. We need to really spend time to discuss this. There are a lot of problems that parents had created for their children that no amount of apologies, no amount of saying sorry can solve the problem. The thing is as now the effect of those choice of words that parents used on us while we we're growing up has now been permanently engraved in our heart. By God's grace, I will tell you more tomorrow how many young children I've spoken to, how many young adults I've spoken to that still feel so bad about themselves because of the childhood experience they had. Even something their parent died, they never had a good relationship with their parent because of how the parent, the, 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 the parent treated them while they were young. Children don't forget. So you are now at that level where you are bringing in your children don't do things the way our predecessor did it and you can be assured of building a proper and a better generation people that will be the one to take care of you at your old age i bless you with the blessing of abraham the blessing of isaac with the blessing of israel in the mighty name Jesus, God bless you. I believe you've been blessed by today's message. Please share to bless your family and friends. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at at underscore Evers. God bless you.